Hello, and welcome back to Keep Digging for Life, your seminary on the go. I'm your host, Jason Epps. Today, we will be digging into The Art of Biblical Poetry by Robert Alter. Uh, This will be a brief podcast, most likely, uh, where I discuss, in general, the main themes and ideas of the book. Until then, keep digging. And as always, if you have any questions... um, I forgot to add this. Uh, please feel free to email me at keepdiggingforlife at gmail.com. Keepdiggingforlife at gmail.com. One thing I need to say about this book in general is the person who wrote it, Robert Alter, is a well-known scholar of, you know, the last, (laughs) sounds interesting to say this, uh, last century. He's very scholastic. However, he has a very German view of the Old Testament, what I mean. He approaches it very piecemeal and has a great amount of skepticism toward it, where it's just assumed to uh, not be a cohesive whole because it can't be. That's that's the reason. It can't be, therefore it isn't. It's very circular, and yet conservatives are the one constantly being accused as having circular reasoning. At least we've got foundational reason of God being, you know, the best author in the entire universe. Uh, But let me get off that soapbox. So that is the grain of salt to approach. Thankfully, his perspective does not uh, come up a lot in this book because he's just dealing with poetry, but it does come up sometimes when he talks about the supposed authors of things, which historically and with good evidence we can affirm are the traditional authors in a lot of cases uh, and referring to the disunity of things in such elements as Deutero-Isaiah, 2nd Isaiah, which, um, side note, uh, biblically, (laughs) there's only one Isaiah who wrote the book of Isaiah. Uh, And there's a whole lot of arguments that you can use for that of tracing the themes and showing that there's unity and comparisons in the book and the supposed disjunctions are not uh, as prevalent and present as as the critical scholars seem to acclaim. And the fact that often critical scholars assume that it's a second Isaiah because he's talking about activities that occurred uh, thousands of years before the supposed first Isaiah, but uh, Isaiah is a prophet. <laughs> so he would be predicting things. Yay, yay. But being uh, purely uh, scholars of that mindset assume that there's no miraculous and therefore there can't be any prophetic work, which I, which is... Uh, it's self-defeating when you're dealing with a book that is 
at its core claiming to be miraculous, instantly assuming that there is no miraculous. Uh, anyway, I'll I'll leave that. But the big big final clincher on the unity of Isaiah is Jesus affirmed that both sections were written by Isaiah, which means Jesus being God, who doesn't lie, said that both parts and the whole book by extension. He quoted all three uh, parts from the three areas that scholars divide into the two and three Isaiahs. He attributed them all to Isaiah, almost as if he knew that scholars would accuse and subdivide it into those sections. Divinity and think about things? I think so. Anywho, so that's just to keep in mind. Robert Alter's general philosophy for this book, though, is he categorizes um, poetry as not just psalms, but anything that has a strong sense of climax, of bringing words from their standard meaning to their more extreme meaning. As such, he not only includes psalms in this, he includes prophecy, he includes uh, the Song of Psalms, uh, multiple elements. In fact, it, it, it's unclear at times when he is trying to distinguish between prose and uh and poetry, although he makes a very interesting point that poetry is not just uh, bring thing using more intense words. It's about getting into a more evocative mindset. He has three um, three core areas of. Uh, Poetry, it seems like. Uh, the standard, what he calls uh, static poetry. Then there's evocative poetry, which is used in Psalms. He, he, I guess he would define it as more of an extreme sense. He doesn't really do a good job distinguishing it. And then there's prophetic poetry, where there's more of an injunctive and a call to do something. And the purpose, at least he says, of the use of poetry is to get more of poetry in prophetic work. It's, it allows the writer to evoke more of a response and to get the readers into the world, which I think is an interesting premise. I'm not entirely sure if I fully buy into it because it's not just... Uh, getting them into the world. It's getting them to essentially change their behavior. So that is, in general, his premise. So, And I will come back with my thoughts.
So what is my general takeaway of uh, this book? I honestly think it's a very interesting approach to a good portion of scripture. It, it gets you to think uh, more fully and completely about it. In general, it's a for a scholastic book, a scholarly book, it's a relatively easy read, which is nice. There's some vocabulary that is uh, difficult to understand, but you can look up an occasional couple words. So I would recommend it. Just um, hold what he says with a grain of salt and realize that he's just a guy putting forth his own uh, suggestions. So feel free to disagree with him. Uh, I know I do at certain points. I may do a more in-depth podcast later on this book, but this is just my general thoughts. And I'm hoping in the next uh, few weeks to uh, do this on a lot of the books that I'm reading for my uh, Psalms and Poetry uh, doctoral seminar. But just for one, to help me have a better understanding of prose and remember what the books are about, and two, to uh, hopefully get uh, the information and I'm learning at the doctoral level into a more understandable medium that could be uh, used for the message, which is the very purpose of the uh, podcast here is to make it the seminar and go. Take the information that's in the academy and put it out to the masses because I believe wholeheartedly that you, my listeners, are very intelligent and can handle this. You just need somebody to help guide you and point you in the right direction. So if you have any questions, uh, please feel free to email me at keepthinkingforlife at gmail.com. That is keepthinkingforlife at gmail.com. Until then, keep digging.